0: Today, I had the pleasure of talking to Hayes Warner, up and coming pop artist that you need to get to know the name of. Her new single, Dead to Me, drops on July 14th on all platforms. But I can guarantee you've heard her before. With credits from Netflix, Disney, Nickelodeon, Paramount, and Fox, and not just entertainment, but sports also. Now hold on while I catch my breath from all that. Her songs are anthems. Her ballads tell you to have your moment of sadness, but you have more living to do. I am utterly thankful for Hayes taking the time out of her busy day to tell us her story of breaking into the music business and always having a smile on her face. Now, let's get to business. everybody. I am Tatiana Ryan, and this is the Businessy Podcast. I am sitting here with pop phenom, Hayes Warner. Hey, thank you for coming, Hayes. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is going to be so much fun because I love the music industry, and you are doing some crazy awesome things in the music industry right now.
1: Thank you. Uh, thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing a
0: really good job. So. Let's jump into things. When did you definitely know that you were going to be in the entertainment industry as a kid?
1: I really kind of—I know it sounds cheesy, but I really always knew this is what I wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. I started out in you know the preschool musicals, <laughs> and then I was—I grew up in New York City, so I was around a lot of musical theater, and I went to a lot of auditions. Um, I was in a lot of shows. I, you know, was the annoying theater kid growing up, and um, when I was fourteen, that started turning into songwriting because I could play piano, um, and I would just kind of meet any producers I could, people my age through high school, um, and started making music, and that just turned into songwriting full time, all the time, and it's been really awesome, and it's what I love doing. So, musical theater to songwriting, <laughs> it's really. <fun. laughs>
0: You went to Northwestern University and you majored in acting, singing, and dancing. Mm -hmm. And I just saw a TikTok of yours with your mom where you told her, look, mom, I can actually make money doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, come (laughs) on. It's so cute. She's like,
1: "Uh." (laughs) no, I'm kidding. Yeah. It was, it was a really cool moment because like, you know, people your whole life, especially if they're not in the arts are like, be careful, you know? don't follow Mm -hmm. that path. It's, it's really hard. It's unstable, but it, it does pay off and, you know, taking a risk (laughs) as I'm doing, it was a good moment to be like, Hey, look, a risk is paying off maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was a, that was a fun little moment.
0: Now doing that in college, you actually use all of those skills between acting, singing and dancing between making music yourself and also making the videos. So you need Mm -hmm. a little bit of everything.
1: There's a lot of acting that comes out in those music videos. They're like, be angry. I'm like, i have a character. (laughs) I can get angry. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely I still love acting. You know, if someone was like me in the show, I would do it any day. Um, Mm -hmm. but the biggest thing that came from musical theater, I think, is live performance shows, just knowing how to like get through that, get that stamina through a live show. Cause I'm like, wow, how do these people do this every night of the week? Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Crazy pop stars, but musical theater people—they're on Broadway, you know, like mm-hmm. eight times a week, and that's crazy stamina. So I got a little bit of practice, but I'm still hyper impressed, and I'm doing the behind walk while I sing.
0: <laughs> well, you talk about the crazy stamina, and one of the artists that you credit as being part of your inspiration is Pink, who is from Philadelphia area, and um, her um, shows are nuts. Her she's, she's like, hanging she's from, from things.
1: Different. Yeah, like doing spins from the ceiling. Her shows are crazy. Her shows are. Now,
0: crazy. you have a new single coming out, Dead to Me, which I hear a lot of pink in there. I also hear a lot of Avril Lavigne and Gwen Stefani especially. Totally. Like what like, what gave
1: you the motivation to write that song? Those are my biggest insos, by the way, so it means a lot. But um mm-hmm. uh, basically, long story short what happened was my boyfriend at the time I found out was sleeping with one of my really good friends. And I wrote a bunch of different sad songs about it. Mm -hmm. And it didn't really, you know, hit the way I wanted it to. And it kind of, I wrote dead to me at a point after that experience had passed where I was like, this is honestly can be funny and sarcastic. And I can look back at it and be like, Hey, look what you lost. Um, And so it was really when I stopped writing those sad songs about that experience. And I wrote this like anthemic, like you know what I mean, types Mm -hmm. of single that I really felt good about it. And I thought it summed up my whole experience and attitude about it now. So that is dead to me. (laughs) It is how I feel about the experience now.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the one thing I noticed with another one of your ballads is that it's like, you're like, okay, this hurts, but we have to get up and we have to move on and we have Mm -hmm. to like, keep going. Like, I can't, I'm not going to be held back by this. 100%.
1: Like my new music that's coming out, this new EP is definitely not about crying in my room anymore. (laughs) I've Mm -hmm. definitely written a fair share of those songs, but that's kind of what this new era of music for me is about.
0: Well, that's good. I think people need that right now. They need to be able to be lifted up and say, okay, I can get up and I can keep going and doing this. Now you you just signed with CAA recently, which is Creative Artist Agency, and you're actually writing songs for really, really big names like Disney, Netflix, Nickelodeon, Paramount, Fox. Can I keep going? <laughs> no.
1: That's one of that
0: How is it hearing that like you're actually creating these songs? Do you ever have those moments where you're like, holy fuck, I, I just did this?
1: A hundred percent. I mean. With every win, every song that, you know, gets is pitched and gets in some sort of film or, or TV show like that, there's a ton of losses. <laughs> so like, there's a ton of music that doesn't get accepted. And so to finally have that moment that it's in a scene of a show that people watch, it's like, it's just it makes it so much sweeter, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like all that work and all those songs that won't see the light of day but it has been really crazy. I love writing for film and TV. Cause it's like, you get to be someone completely different and write for a scene rather than about your life, which is refreshing. I'm <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no more therapy. Um, and it's been really awesome. I love writing for film and TV.
0: Well, not only film and TV, you also wrote something for sports. Didn't
1: you? Wow. Yes. That, Tell that, us that was about crazy. that. I mean, when it came to it, I think that what that song session we were just trying to write something that was like anthemic and could be an opening song for something you know um like a fight on let's do this you know we can win type song and then when we saw that pitch come along we were like we have a song for this so it was crazy i when we wrote it i wasn't expecting that i was like this is a lot <laughs> crazier but yeah so it's the um warriors theme song and it's it's awesome Well, that's
0: not just any team, the Warriors, like they've been on everybody's tongue right now. Everybody's talking about them because they're just such a great team. They're so good. And we were like,
1: we manifested them being so good this year. (laughs) It's our song. No, I'm kidding. But they are awesome. I'm becoming a sports fan. I wasn't, (laughs) but now I'm learning the way of the court. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with
0: you, right there with you. (laughs) Sixers were in and I'm like, I really don't know much about basketball. So. Yeah,
1: I know. That's me. Like when you ask yeah.
0: me, like, I could tell you really about the sport, <laughs> but the song. Uh-
1: <laughs> now
0: let's talk about style because you have so much style and with your oh. new, the video coming out for dead to me, you've taken on a bit of a twist of style from like the pop
1: kind of <laughs> to
0: what is your style now?
1: me like hanging on a, a (laughs) um, I really like a, a type of style that kind of matches my music that I've been making. Like I'd say just, I really like loud in your face pieces, you know, something that you're like, Oh, that's kind of weird. Um, something that like, isn't, you know, your typical like suit, um, that I was wearing kind of before I really love dark colors. I'm like, my whole closet is black, so I can't really find anything you have to like, Tear it apart, um, <laughs> black and silver, as you can see. It's my definite thing. Um, but I yeah, got the memo. Yeah, there go. <laughs> and I mean, I loved my whole life thrift shopping, and you know, I love sewing. And my best friend is, you know, loves fashion too. So we spend hours just like getting things from thrift stores and sewing them together and making them different. So if I ever have a tour, which I'm when I go on tour, I'm manifesting it. I'm gonna try and sew my outfits, which is gonna be saying it now so I can keep myself accountable. But
0: <laughs> well speaking about that, you you've been out with some pretty big needs. Fetty WAP and what's you've already
1: been out with Lewis Capaldi or I know that's yeah. So what's that the news. Was a really exciting tour. I was gonna go um in October, November, but he some you know his mental health, he's taking a break from touring, which I totally appreciate. And you know, I feel awful for that. But um him but it's i think it's amazing that he's postponing his tour but Mm -hmm. so maybe i'll just you know go out on my own (laughs) well you've already
0: been to dubai before which is where you were going to be performing
1: yes i was doing dubai and i was going to do a few other dates around that um but last year it was supposed to happen the tour with lewis and he postponed it to this year Mm -hmm. i was supposed to do it last year he postponed it to this year and then it did get canceled but we'll see
0: yeah. Well, I mean, with all the stuff you've been doing, you could definitely pull that off with going out by yourself
1: or hooking up with I did, a, with I, did else. I did a mini um Northeastern tour this summer. Um I'm gonna perform at Jones Beach, which is like my last date of it um this Saturday. So we'll we'll see. But that's that's been my first experience of my mini my own tour, which is scary, but it's also cool because then the people that are there are there, you know, and they know your stuff and it's it's awesome
0: okay, well, let's back up to some of your other songs, like Shut Up, which is on my playlist right now, constant, on repeat. I love it. And it's, it's a, you know, one of those things where it's dancey, it's poppy, but are you actually like putting yourself in someone else's shoes when you wrote that? Or
1: what were you thinking? So that one, I actually wrote that one about my friend and the way she flirts. And I kind of take inspiration from her when I'm not, not feeling confident enough to flirt. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I wrote a talk about her. Um, I was at a bar. She liked this guy. She'd been talking about flirting with him for like months. And I went into eavesdrop on what they were talking about. And I just heard her like lightly teasing him. It was very obviously flirting. And there was like tension, but she was like, shut up. I hate your shirt. You know, just making fun <laughs> of him in a very flirtatious way. And I thought it was really funny. And so it's kind of that like teasing, lighthearted, nervous part of, you know, having a crush on someone. And that's what Shut Up's about.
0: Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Now, a lot of the artists now are crossing genres and crossing over and doing different things. And like you had said, maybe hooking up with somebody else and going out on tour with them. Who is like your major, major crush to do
1: something with? Oh. Your manifestation. I mean, I have just loved Fletcher since the beginning of time, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. since her first song. I've loved Fletcher. I love her songwriting. So that is definitely a big, you know, fingers crossed for me. Um, And I love Upsall, who's another artist. Um, I'm I'm saying them because I hope that one day I can take this clip and be like, I manifested it. (laughs) Um, But Fletcher is definitely my big horror crush.
0: Now making movies and stuff like that and being able to write for movies, what would be your absolute inspiration to, to write a scene for? Mm. Oh,
1: that's a hard one. Um, you know, I someone did ask Pretty Little Liars, but like season one and two, I was obsessed with Pretty Little Liars. I <laughs> love that revenge, it, you know, kind of dark, eerie moment. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with that show. Definitely something like that. Or I would say something kind of sassy. Um, so like a gossip girl type, you know, mm-hmm. scenario where I could get a little sass on um, those two.
0: <laughs> awesome. That, and they're two really, really cool shows. Now, when you write and a lot of artists have like a dual personality, like Beyonce has Sasha Fierce and Car- Garth Brooks had Chris Gaines and a lot of them have that. Do you ever tap into that where you have to say, all right, I have to put haze to the side right now and this person needs to come out?
1: A hundred percent. Like I would say when I'm describing my new EP and I'm still trying to get together that like two phrase, easy way to describe it, but it's definitely that, you know, push insecurity to the side, be super confident, be super confrontational, which is so not how I am as a person. Like I'm definitely a big people pleaser. (laughs) and I'm afraid to like, hurt people's feelings um, and say things how they are. But my persona and how I write is kind of that way for me to push that down and just be super confident, super confrontational. My live performances, I'm like running around and sweating and in people's faces. So there's definitely an alter ego in that, 100%.
0: What advice would you give a little
1: haze-warner out there who wants to be in your shoes someday? I would definitely say stop caring so much what people think, or if people are going to judge you, because that is totally what held me back from releasing music. When I first started making music and first started writing, um, I was so afraid of people not liking it or thinking it was weird or, you know, judging me. And the second I let that go, you find so many people that do support you and do like your music and just connecting with people like that had made this all worth it. So just shaking that fear of being cringy, because that's only a you thing, um, and just embracing it, that whether it's TikTok, whether it's performing live, whether it's, you know, just getting out there, um, that's my, that's definitely what I would need to hear a few years later. Now,
0: do you think the internet has changed that point of view? Because, you know, back, way back when in the music industry, you had to be a, like, a pick me person, you know, you had to have somebody else like you. Now things are shifting where you can put your stuff out there and you can find the people that like you
1: a hundred percent, like a thousand percent. I think I hate to bring up TikTok, but I think it definitely shifted a lot of things for the good and the bad for the good. You can do things on your own and you can find your own audience. Like you were saying, um, the other side of it is also, you know, you gotta put yourself out there Mm -hmm. and you gotta just stop caring what people think. And if you are gonna get haters, which, you know, every once in a while, you get a comment that really hurts. um, You just gotta ignore it and keep going. Um, Whereas I think that things were a little bit more hidden when it was, you know, when you're just releasing music through a major label and you have all this funding behind you and you're like this powerhouse right out the gate little scarier and more vulnerable when you're just posting your own stuff and you get some <laughs> comments on the way um but that's I, I definitely think TikTok has shifted the game for sure
0: have you ever wanted to fire back people that leave comments like that like oh, say God. what what is this is this helping you leave this comment you know I have
1: typed things. I have deleted response comments. <laughs> I've even like tried to make like funny videos coming back and I'm like, this isn't worth it. You know? And I just try mm-hmm. and focus on the uh, nice comments and like, wow, there's so many more nice comments and mean comments, but yet the mm-hmm. ones I remember are the mean ones. <laughs> so I definitely have tried to fire back, but trying not to.
0: Now bringing up like Louis Capaldi and his mental health stuff, how do you keep your mental health in check? especially being on the road you're on right now where you're just
1: bubbling up? Thank you. Um, I would definitely, definitely say take time for yourself, take time off the internet. Um, But if it's like a general comment, I think something that I've learned is people will give a lot of advice on how to keep your mental health in check. And it's kind of different for everyone. Like for me, I love, you know, taking a walk and listening to music. Other people, you know, do better whether they're on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication and some people, you know, therapy really works for them. So it's kind of just a, whatever works for you. For me, it's a combination between all of that. So, (laughs) um, it's really finding your right recipe for that.
0: Now, everybody has that moment with their family, whether they hear a song, their song on the radio, what did you and your family do to celebrate when you first heard your
1: song? Oh, it was crazy. I mean, we just sat in the car, like the whole like round that it was on for that week. And we just would just, every moment we could be to get in the car, we would just sit in the car and drive and wait for it to come on. And blast. <laughs> <laughs> I would videotape it. Um, that's a lot of moment in the car, a lot of time in the car. That's how we celebrate it, waiting for it to come on. Um, yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool.
0: Well, there should be a lot of celebrating moments coming up because you have got so much going on and I am so glad you came on with me and took the time out. I really, really appreciate it. Where can everybody find you on social media right
1: now? So on Instagram and TikTok, it's just my name, Hayes Warner. Um, Honestly, on everything. I'm YouTube, um, Twitter, Threads just started last night. I'm on Threads. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm on everything as my name, Hayes Warner and all streaming platforms too.
0: So, okay. So the single Dead to Me comes out July 14th. July 14th. Yeah. And that will be everything's going to be linked in the description of this podcast. So everybody will have very, very easy access. Mm-hmm. But you have to keep us up to date with what's going on where people can come see you too. I will. I will. Manifesting a tour. So, okay. I'll, I'll come to you. <laughs> Okay. Awesome. Hayes Warner. thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you taking the time out to do this fun. and talk to everybody. And especially like this said, the kids that are out there that are saying, I want to do this. I, I want this to be my life. How do I get there? And giving them the business aspect of how to be in the music industry.
1: Mm-hmm. Of course. Thank you. So this was so fun. Thanks. For All me.
0: right. Thank you so much. I'm Tatiana Ryan. This is the Businessy Podcast. And thank you, Hayes Warner, for being with us. Thank you.